right, you're listening to Burning For You by Blue Oyster Cult off their Fire of the Unknown Origin album. The song hit the airwaves way back in 1981. I was six years old when this bad boy was released. Well, thank you very much for joining me for another great episode of DK's Amp Podcast. Sorry for the two-week delay. Uh, and getting a new podcast out to all y'all, but you know, I've been a little busy over the last two weeks, and good things come to those who wait. Am I right? Yes. All right, wow, I'm already on episode five. I thought the FCC would have shut my ass down by now for one reason or another, but you know what? I'm still here, and I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. I do want to let you all know I've made uh, made my podcast a little bit more visual. How, you might ask? Well, I added a page to my Amped Mobile DJ website for my podcasts. Just go to the World Wide Web and type in ampedmobiledj.com. That's A-M-P-E-D-M-O-B-I-L-E-D-J.com. It'll take you right to my website, then click on the page titled DK's Amped Podcast, and you'll see exactly what I mean. It's just another way for me to make these episodes a little bit more interesting for all y'all. Alright, so today's podcast is sponsored by Amped Mobile DJ, a.k.a. me. If you are looking for a professional DJ MC service, look no further. Amped Mobile DJ is the answer. The last thing you want on your special day is a DJ who shows up looking douchey and doesn't care about having fun. I'm a little different from your run-of-the-mill DJ because, you know, music is a passion of mine and making sure your special day is a time everyone that everyone will remember. It, it's really what it's all about. I run a custom-driven operation, meaning I'm different than most DJs. I play what you want to hear and I run the event how you want it run. I have a ton of music at my fingertips, so it's extremely rare that I don't have a song available to play. I have a gift that allows me to choose the right song to get people's feet moving. If you have a tailored playlist you want to play, I can work with that and play it in its entirety or mix it in and really bring it to life. It's your choice. Song requests that night? Yes, not a problem at all. In fact, playing what the crowd wants to hear is what helps make the event so awesome. I use top-of-the-line equipment to run my shows with 2,000-watt speakers and a dual 12-inch subwoofer pumping out rich, quality sound along with digital microphones and a full light show. You're assured the best environment for your event to come to life. With many fail-safe devices built in for those just-in-case moments, you're assured that your event will go on without skipping a beat. I'm fairly priced for what I can provide in terms of level of entertainment, and the level of entertainment is at its highest level for DJ MC services when you hire Amp Mobile DJ. So there you have it, folks. Hire Amp Mobile DJ for your next event. It's really that simple. Done. Okay, with that being said, let's get down to business. Today's episode is titled reinventing sports okay so in today's covid19 world we live in sports as we know it are changing a possible 82 game major league baseball season with no sunflower seeds and no spitting the nfl football with mandatory n95 masks 
you know, it's a shame that I know so much about masks right now, but it is what it is. Um, no fans in the stands either. This is what we're up against. This is where my imagination starts to wander when I hear things like this. I would like to thank my nephews, Aaron and Alec, for help helping me to talk through this a few weeks ago for sparking this idea for the, today's podcast. So let's look back in history to those that tried to reinvent a sport. You know, I think Vince McMahon and the XFL, not the new one, but the OG one, the original. Just go back and look at some of the awesome rules and changes that that OG XFL had. Just mind-boggling. Ice Cube and the Big Three. Speaking of original gangster, Ice Cube has done some reinventing of basketball. It's all in one arena with all games for the week happening in the same day. It's basically three-on-three with ex-NBA players for profit. That's awesome. Let's take the movie Basketball, the movie that Trey Parker and Matt Stone uh, created back in the day. They were really onto something with this movie combining baseball and basketball. Who remembers the psychouts? Personally, it's my, perf- my, my favorite part of that game, basketball. Okay, Home run derbies with McDonald's playpen balls. Yes, my friends from high school invented this, this great pastime. We used to play for hours on end in Runny's front yard. All you needed was a wiffle ball bat, McDonald's playpen balls, and some nasty stuff on your pitches, and you got yourself McDonald's ball. Place it! This is one I helped to invent with co-workers like Marnie, Craig, and Kevin at Mountain Bay in Appleton back in the day. It was simple. Go to a patio set with a round table, open the umbrella real big, Sit in the chair, pull it up nice and tight to the table, and sling a rubber placemat onto the top of the umbrella. Closest to the middle winds. That's what we did while we waited for people to come in to buy patio furniture. Now, here's some ideas I've had running through my mind on how to enhance current sports, per se. Start with football. So this is the one I was talking to my nephews about and my my, uh, brother-in-law, Mark, and we were kind of discussing the NFL. I thought having two quarterbacks in the offense at the same time would be pretty fun to watch. So just think about this for a second. There would be two game balls with two quarterbacks running two different plays, but with 12 players on a side. So Normal number of players, but with an extra QB. How many centers? You know, it doesn't really matter. Because in this game, the quarterback can line up behind any offensive player and receive the snap. This means a snap could come from a wide receiver or a tight end. I think that when the play was over, I'm sorry, I was thinking that when the play was over, the offense would play best ball kind of like golf. If there were two penalties, the worst one is accepted. The offense is backed up to their one-yard line and both quarterbacks get sacked in the end zone for a safety? Well, that's a fucking double safety. Four points for the defense. What happens if both uh, if both plays result in a touchdown? Guess what? That's a 12-point play, folks. I tell you what. If this was an actual thing, the Packers draft sure would look really good right about now. 
Okay, let's add another layer into this. Two kickers, two punters, with balls flying through the through the air at the same time. Maybe one kicker goes deep with her kickoff while the other kicker decides to do an onside kick. Kind of makes her head spin, doesn't it? Let's just call this nonsense a defensive coordinator's worst nightmare. All right, volleyball. One that's always been running through my head was uh, in volleyball. What if you had a 12-second shot clock, per se, per side? So, in this instance, as many bumps, passes, etc., before you deliver the spike or send the ball over to the other side, imagine the amount of fake-outs that you could deliver on this type uh, type of shot clock arrangement. Another one for volleyball... That would be uh, cool, would be increasing the size of the court a little bit and adding three more players for a maximum of nine players on each side. It sure would make for an interesting offense, especially if you were just running a one-setter offense. What is that, an 8-1 offense? (laughs) Pretty neat in my book. Uh, Basketball, okay. What if you had a penalty box in the NBA? Follow me on this. For every time a player committed a follow, uh, I'm sorry, a foul, he would then have to immediately go to the penalty box for 60 seconds. You want a hack shack? Yeah, good luck with five on four for the next minute. No doubt the most boring part of an NBA game is when a team is trying to come back from being behind and they just keep fouling nonstop to send the leading team to the free throw line, hoping they're going to miss one or both free throws. Listen up, NBA. This would fix the game. I'm certain this would eliminate almost all those boring end-of-game fouls. Now, while we're at it for NBA changes, why not allow them to bare-knuckle brawl like in hockey? I mean, if we're going to the penalty box, why not really go to the penalty box like in hockey? I ask you this. Who would be your enforcer on your favorite NBA team? Okay, would would Giannis be the enforcer? I don't think so. I think Bledsoe would be the enforcer for the Bucks. Okay, tennis. How about tennis on ice? You know, they already have court, grass, and clay playing surfaces. Just to continue on onto another different surface like glare ice. You know, they could have the Iceland Open. The Vale Grand Slam, the UP Tournament of Champions. Yes, they would be wearing ice states, by the way. You know, it's just another way to spice up a game and make those tennis players learn another skill like ice skating. Track and field, Olympic events. Here's another idea. So, how could we spice up track and field events? Well, what about a shot put with a 25-yard approach? Would we see more sprinters in this event then? How about discus with a maximum of 25, I'm sorry, with a minimum of 25 spins before you throw it? How many big dudes would just get dizzy and fall over? Maybe a a figure skater would get into throwing discus. Because I'll tell you what, a figure skater can spin more times without falling over than anybody I know. Well, you know what? Um, how about a, a 200-yard cartwheel? There's a twist for you on a sprint race that everyone forgets about. 
How's about making the javelin thrower throw from their knees? Let's see how far you can throw that giant lawn dart now, pal. Blindfolded hammer throw, you say? You heard it here first. All right, baseball. Let's talk major leagues. Uh, let's see. How, uh, how awesome would it be if steroids were legal in the majors right now? Okay? It was pretty awesome back in the day, especially when we didn't know it. Granted, when we knew about it, it wasn't very cool. But if everybody was on steroids, pretty great, right? Okay. 72 homer seasons, 30 game-winning pitchers. That's what happened in the past. I say let's mandate that all players take a minimum amount of steroids, but no more than a certain maximum just to keep it safe. You regulate it, and you watch those homers fly out of the park. Oh yeah, let's keep the baseballs juiced as well. Could, you, uh, could we then see our first 100 home run season from a player? How about the first 110 plus mile an hour pitch? A player tears a muscle midseason? Good news. They rub some steroids on it. Now they're back in a week's time. I'm just saying. Okay. Ping pong and badminton. Two big sports overseas. Trampoline ping pong? Trampoline badminton? Hell, I'd watch that. Imagine the height you could get on those slammers on the badminton court if you jumped off of a trampoline at it. Soccer? Hmm. How can we spice up soccer? Let's see. No shoes? No, that's too easy. I say play soccer in a forest through all the trees, shrubbery, brush, thistles, and vines. Let's see how well you dribble that soccer ball through those raspberry vines, Messi. Wait, what's that? Cristiano Ronaldo is out for a week with Lyme's disease? See? Just some new interesting twists to the one of the oldest sports out there. Competitive eating. I have one for competitive eating. How about no puking after the event? If you do in fact puke after the event, that's a mandatory year-long suspension. There would have to be an official that would follow you along or I would say follow along each of the eaters for a 24-hour period to make sure that they keep everything that they ate down. Hey, Joey, you want to eat 118 jalapeno poppers in 10 minutes? Go right ahead, but good luck the next day. Tennis! Okay, back to tennis. Got another one. Mandatory trash-talking interviews before each match just like they did back in the old WWF wrestling days. We need someone like Mean Gene Okerlund who could conduct all these interviews, because I'll tell you what, Mean Gene knows how to bring out the trash-talking and creativity in those interviews. I'd love to see what kind of trash-talk game 15-year-old Coco has. I could see her beefing with uh, Sophia Kennan. Sophia, you may have beaten me and made me cry during the Australian Open, but I'll... Uh, I'll be the one who's going to beat you and send you crying home when I kick your ass when we meet again in the quarterfinals of Wimbledon. Yeah, I could hear it going down, something like that. Let's talk golf. It may have taken me an hour of watching Breaking Bad last night to think of this great idea, but I have a great idea that can help spice up 
the great game of golf. At the beginning of the tournament, each golfer has to pick five balls out of a bucket to use during play that day. Randomly, there will be balls placed in this bucket that look and feel exactly like the other balls, but these balls are going to explode on impact. Not explodes like the exploding arrow tips that the Duke boys use on Dukes of Hazard, but they would just blow up like they're full of smoke, like a gag kind of a thing. Now, if a golfer hits one of those golf balls during play and it explodes, guess what? That's a stroke penalty. I'm just trying to throw a little bit of luck in the mix for these million-dollar tournaments. This kind of shit would keep me on the edge of my seat. Oh, yeah. And there would need to be more gators on the course. Like a lot more. Uh-oh, Tiger. Your ball just landed next to one of those gators? Good luck. Play it as it lies. NASCAR. You know, some don't call it a real sport. I consider it a sport because there is a winner and a loser. I can't say I'm a big fan, but I do have an idea on how I could become a fan. First off, get rid of the qualification time trial. Instead, I propose a Rochambeau competition for pole position. Next, make the change to a one-man pit crew. Hey, Jimmy Johnson, you want to pit to get some new fresh rubber in your car? Well, then get your ass out of your car and do it yourself. All the while, your pit person tops you off. <laughs> you know how to drive, but you don't know how to change a tire? Learn. Your car is pulling a little bit to the right, and you don't know how to fix it? Then compensate for it and get your ass back out there in the race. <laughs> you know what? This change would really assist in making it COVID-19 compliant with less people hanging around the pit area. Hey, NASCAR, make these simple changes, and I'll be watching all the NASCAR races going forward. All right, folks, you, folks, you heard it here first. All the ways that sports could be reinvented to make them even more interesting than they are. What's that? You have some ideas on how to make sports better as well? Well, I'll tell you what. Hit me up, and we can chit-chat about those. And then we can talk a little bit more during my next, uh, during, a, I should say, a future episode of my podcast. Because I would love nothing less than to do a follow-up to this one today. So let's, uh, let's close it out with a, with a little track. And uh, what we'll do is we'll uh, send you on your way. Now, don't forget, folks, to, um, to uh, check out today's sponsor, Amp Mobile DJ, for all your DJ MC services. I'll travel pretty much anywhere in the great state of Wisconsin, so just give me a jingle. Today's closing song is Burning Down the House by the Talking Heads, off their Speaking in Tongues album, which was released in 1983. Please join me in episode 6. I guarantee you I'll be doing an interview with somebody awesome talking about something insane. Until then, I'm out. <laughs>